Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Good morning, American. It's Friday. Welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we are to the final Friday of the month, which of course means, well, you know what it means. What does it, it mean? Surf. I don't know. I'm not sure what it means. Is it free think? What, what did we land on with this I title? I think we did land free on Friday? free think Friday. I guess that's what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is an interesting one because I, I didn't even know this was a thing until really recently. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there are some theories about the Titanic and whether or not it sank. Sunk. Sink, sunk. Yeah. Sinked. That, that always screws me up too. <laughs> did it sink or sunk or sanked? Anyway, uh, is that the Titanic that people died recently trying to take a look at? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, okay, so you're, you got your own conspiracy working now. Mm-hmm. They were going down there to learn the truth. <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> and, of course, then it inspired the fabulous movie, uh, which <sighs> turned out to be the number one movie of all time for a long time. I had such high hopes for that movie at the time, and Titanic. I, you didn't like it? Man, it was just like really. Uh, I I remember liking it. Okay, it's been a long time though. Mm-hmm. But uh, the song, not so much. Yeah, not so much on the song that we played eighty-five thousand times. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, you were DJing at the time, right? Yes, it was in music. And this radio was once an hour, huh? Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. Oh, oh. It was in hot rotation for I don't know how long. Hot and rotation. and the movie. The movie made twenty thousand or twenty million dollars a week, week after week after week. It was a big deal from its tiny one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I can't say week after I week. Know. That's what I was talking or about yesterday. Like there are things that you say yeah. after listening or being yeah. a part of this show <laughs> that that are just ruined forever now. Yep. <laughs> month after month after month from my tiny one. Do you even know that? No. They, Do you know that commercial? Yeah, no, I don't. Kids here. Oh my. Really? Wow. The uh, oh, the Pre Don Le, the Don, Don LaPree commercial. Don LaPree. You don't know the tiny classified ads guy. Pat, we're old. Wow. I guess we are. We are old. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It seems like when was it? I I don't know. Nineties. When people uh, used to one. watch TV that had commercials on. It. Right. Yeah. I was one years old. If it's the ninety, I was one years old. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. Shut it's, up. It's a solo year, so it'd be one year old. <laughs> Oh, is yeah, the as, as the English, as le- the English lessons continue here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's from Puerto Rico. What yeah. do you expect? Is that America? No. Uh-uh, it's not America. Oh. We're the key to the Caribbean. <laughs> the Calm down, people. <laughs> the key is that, to the Is that the motto? Is that like that the... That is the motto. Well, as soon as you is drive into Iowa Puerto Rico, Rico, there's a sign that says the keys Wait, to the you, Caribbean. Hold on. Again, do you drive into... 
I Puerto just said Rico, that. Or do you yes, sail you drive into... in, No, you drive into. Okay. Yeah. You drive island. right into Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's What's the closest island to Puerto Rico? Vieques. Okay, I don't, I don't know where that is. It's either, one of the so. island mi- like island miners. Where is it in relation to Cuba? Let's say Ooh. to the right. It's to the right of Cuba. So it goes Cuba, mm-hmm. Haiti, Republic, uh, Dominican Republic, Dominican, yeah, and then Puerto Rico, Vieques, and then the island miners. Okay. All right. I'm glad we were able to catch up. Caribbean on, talk. Uh, some geography this morning. Uh, we actually have uh, Zainab Yenesi. Yenesi, yeah. Yenesi. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to join us uh, and t- tell us about the Titanic and what the deal is, yeah, what the conspiracies are. Like you, I had never heard of a Titanic-themed conspiracy until she and I were having a conversation, and um, she mentioned this, and I was like, oh, boy, at some time we got to really talk about this and, and dig deep. Ta-da! Free Think Friday on Pat Gray Unleashed is where we're going to do that. Yeah. So, uh, Zainab? From uh, Zainab, Zainab Yeah, should we spell that if you want to find her website? Yeah, do it. Z-E-Y-N-E-P-Y-E-N-I-S-E-Y. So, Simple as that. Yeah, there you go. Zainab and on Twitter. What's going on? Good morning. Welcome. Hello, good morning. <laughs> You're in the dining room of the Titanic. You know what's going to happen to that <laughs> ship, right? <laughs> It's actually the first class lounge. Oh, there you go. Well, are you stupid, I'm Keith? I am dumb, obviously. Yeah, obviously, that's the first class uh-huh. lounge. So, uh, Zainab, why do you know so much about, about the Titanic? Um, well, first of all, I don't have like a PhD in Titanic studies or anything. I've just mm. kind of become obsessed with it over time. I have no idea why. <laughs> I'm just totally fascinated by it. I love the whole vibe of ocean liners i love ships yeah and just the whole thing about the titanic once i started looking into it it um things were just not adding up to me and the Mm. more i looked into it the less things added up Mm -hmm. and there's just so many unanswered questions about it which frankly i don't think we will ever ever know what actually happened since one ship is in the bottom of the Atlantic mm-hmm. and the other one is scrapped since mm. there were actually three ships, three sister ships, and two of them sank, one of them got scrapped, so we'll just never know what really happened. Huh. Okay, wow. so... What's uh, the official narrative, I yeah. guess, huh? First of all, tell us the official narrative and then what's wrong with the narrative. <laughs> so the official narrative is that there were the two main sister ships, the Olympic and the Titanic, um... The Titanic was the one that we've heard the most about, mainly because one, it sank, and two, there's a Hollywood movie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sank on the night of April 14th, 1912, and it sank under mysterious circumstances, but it seems like a total freak accident. It crashed into an iceberg, and it the iceberg hit the ship at the wrong spot, and the unsinkable ship sank mm-hmm. killing about 1500 people so that's the official narrative um there's a lot wrong with it there's just way too many unanswered questions um one of the main weird things about it is that in 1898 there was a book written called um futility or wreck of the titan which basically outlines exactly what happened to the Titanic 14 years before it actually happened. 
It's this unsinkable mm. ocean liner called the Titan that hits an iceberg at midnight um, in the middle of the Atlantic, like some hundred miles off the coast of um, Canada, okay. which is exactly what happened yeah. to the Titanic. Wait, what happened yeah. to the guy who wrote that, that total work of fiction? Um, okay, so first off, the guy who wrote it said that all the information came to him in a psychic vision. And then in 1915, he's found dead in his hotel room from a supposed overdose. But it kind of just seems like he was unalived for some reason. <laughs> unalived. <laughs> Weird. Okay, so he wrote a book in 1898 that was uh, very much like what actually happened 14 years later to the actual Titanic. Yeah. And then he turned up dead three years later, uh, three years after the Titanic sunk. Yes. And if you look into the book, the similarity, the similarities between the, the Titan and the Titanic hmm. are absolutely unreal. Like the size of the ship and the lack of lifeboats. Um, hmm. like, the the speed at which the the ship goes the month it sank in april uh the side of the ship that the iceberg hit which is on the starboard side you know the right side it hits the ship at midnight um the actual titanic was going from england to new york in the book it was going from new york to england mm -hmm. so it's just stuff okay. like that that it's too much to be a coincidence. But in the fictional account, uh, the writer says that it happened, the iceberg was struck near midnight. Well, the Titanic uh, struck the iceberg at 11.40, so 20 minutes earlier than the guy said. That's a big difference. So that's a big difference. I'm glad you pointed difference. out yeah, that I, inconsistency I, in her theory <laughs> there. Yeah, we don't want to get crazy here. You know, it's like uh, people say Nostradamus predicted his Hitler when no, he predicted Hitler. That's, that's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not the same Good guy. Call, Pat. Um, also, the first warning of danger was similar. The uh, ship's headquarters was similar. The ship's owner's uh, office location, the same. Uh, uh, the size of the ship was the same. The horsepower was very, very similar. The length was almost the same. Um, the name was almost the same. Yeah, Titan and Titanic. It, it's bizarre. That's really something. Okay, so so let's just say that uh, that 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 they got the inspiration from the book, and they were like, "We're gonna sink a ship." Like, what would be the reason for that? I mean, do we have a? Yeah, do you have a working theory on that? Why Why are we doing that? I mean, there's a lot of books that kind of predict the future. Mm -hmm. um, like, there's. I mean, there's just a lot. There's one book, I forgot the name of it, that predicts a President Obomi. <laughs> what? Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's another one huh. that, which was actually written by a, um, a Nazi physicist, I think, a rocket scientist, that mm. predicts a man named Elon leading a colony mm. of humans to Mars. Gosh. <laughs> so things like this happen. I'm not sure if it's like a soft disclosure. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't really have a okay, huge so, theory on it. Yeah. So who who was on this ship that you would want to sink it? I think that's 
probably um, mm-hmm. what, what pulls me in the most to this possibly being, and, and, and that's not even getting to it not being the Titanic at the bottom of the Atlantic. It's, let, let, we can get to that in a moment, but let's just talk about who was on this ship that you would want to not get to their destination. Um, so the creation of the Federal Reserve mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is kind of why the Titanic was sunk. If, like, it, it's a theory, I can't say exactly, like, this is definitely why it happened. Mm-hmm. But there were three main opposition to the Federal Reserve. Well, four, but one of them was basically bought off with $2 million. But in the early 1900s, $2 million was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the Titanic, there was John Jacob Astor, who at the time was one of the wealthiest people in the world, and I think the wealthiest in the U.S. Uh, there was Benjamin Guggenheim, and there was Isidore Strauss, um, the owner of Macy's Department Store. And... They were opposed to the creation of a central bank because they made their money not from banking and finance, but more like retail stuff and real estate. So they knew that if there was a central bank, it would slowly take over all of their business and they would lose a lot of their fortune. So it was not like this altruistic Mm -hmm. thing of like, we're thinking about the people and their wealth. Mm-hmm. No, they're thinking about their own, which is why they were opposed to it. So getting rid of those people would allow a central bank to be created. And the mm-hmm. timing of that really works out because exactly a year after the Titanic sinks, finally the U.S. is able to create a central bank. Literally in 1913, that happened. Uh, the Titanic sunk in 1912. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. Um, and without those influential people um, opposing it, mm-hmm. maybe they had a clearer path uh, to creating this thing. So that's that's an interesting theory. Um, there's also a theory, though, that the that the ship was switched. So there's there's some I, evidence is a weird word to use for this, but there are signs that point to the ships actually being switched. But it is also very possible that that the switch didn't really happen, and it's kind of like a psyop to take away <laughs> from the main point of the ship being deliberately sunk. Sank, sunk, <laughs> because of the Federal <laughs> Reserve the thing. Yeah. Okay. That word again too. It trips uh, up everybody. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so... So we have pictures, right? Don't we have a, a picture of, like, comparing the Titanic to what it looked like before it sank, sunk, and uh, what the uh, what it actually looks like? I, I uh, yeah. The thing is, though, that there is some conflicting information about the way the ships look. They're virtually identical, Um but a lot of people use the example of one of the ships having 16 portholes, the other one having 14, but that can easily be explained. I mean, not to poke holes in the theory, but the window thing, the porthole thing, the windows can be added for extra ventilation and stuff. Um, And there are visual differences in the ships too. Um, Like one of the ships has an open promenade on B-Deck, I think. The other one does not. 
But again, those things can kind of be explained. And also, okay, here's one thing that kind of may point to the ships being switched. Right after the Titanic sank, um, the Olympic was pulled from service Uh in October 1912 and basically completely refitted. And a lot of things that were on the Titanic, but not on the Olympic, were added to the Olympic. So why would they do that? Hmm. So after the refitting, the ships were actually the same. Weird. So they didn't look identical until after the fact. And they right. they basically looked identical except for a few minor differences. Um, one of them being the Turkish bath. Both ships had a Turkish bath. One of the, the layouts were a little different. And on the maiden voyage of the Titanic, the Turkish baths were closed until the day it sank. So it Mm. was doing its voyage for four days before it sank. The Turkish bath was closed the entire time, except the last day. And it was only open to first class, which means only a few people saw it. So it would be easier, right, um, in 1912 to to pull off this cover-up as opposed to today, um, right? I mean, because there's no, obviously there's no internet, there's no TV, there's no press hanging around. So Yeah, and people were more likely mm-hmm. to believe what they were told. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but what is this? Here's, here's an interesting point that, um, uh, let's see, I lost my uh, thing here. But um, I, I've seen a meme, and I don't think it's part of your presentation here, that actually shows what the... What, what the Titanic looks like on the bottom of the seafloor with the portholes and everything and what it looked like when it was actually seaworthy. And it just, it, it looks like a completely different ship down there. Yeah, I think you're, are you talking about the one with the staggered windows? Yeah, yeah like it's, uh, I don't know, it just looks like a completely different ship based on how wide the windows are apart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that that is something that kind of makes you go, hmm. Right. Um, a lot of people who are absolutely defending that that is the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean, they're saying that the the window changes were due to just the ship being refitted and windows added and windows changed, which does kind of seem like a lot of work yeah. to do. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand why people are just bending over backwards to defend that that is the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... and- Correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of people ended up canceling their trip, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of actually very notable people. Well, I have, I have a list of this. Uh-huh. Um, about 50 first-class passengers canceled. Kind their of trip the on, this, on the Titanic. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. This, is, this was a big deal. Mm. This was the unsinkable mm. ship. Everybody wanted to be a part of this, right? And then mm. at the very last minute, you had, like you just said, 50 people from first-class be like, eh, nah. So first class was only, what, 40% filled? 40% full. Sailed? And the, the ship itself was definitely not at capacity. Capacity was something like 3,200, and the mm. Titanic was something like 2,200 people. So it was nowhere near capacity. First class was about 40% full, and a lot of passengers who would have been in first class were offered second class cabins. And... 
Let me read off some of the people who canceled at the last minute. It's very, very weird. J.P. Morgan himself, who actually owned the Mm. Titanic because he owned the White Star Line, and he also owned the company that owned the White Star Line, the International Mercantile Marine, which was a trust created to create a monopoly on the North Atlantic passenger trade. Um, So J.P. Morgan canceled. Um, The chairman of the White Star Line... J. Bruce Ismay. He was on the ship, but his wife canceled at the last minute, claiming that she was sick. Um, George Vanderbilt. Right, right. And his wife canceled. And the reason for canceling was a family member told them that going on a new ship is bad luck. So they canceled because of that. The U.S. ambassador to France canceled. Bad luck, though, for the Vanderbilts. Didn't they later die three years later on the Lusitania that got sunk by the (laughs) Germans? Uh Uh-huh. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Weird. Weird. Uh, So who else? Who else canceled? Uh, Milton Hershey. Oh. Hershey's chocolate guy. He canceled. Um, Marconi canceled. It's almost like they knew. They almost knew something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many people who canceled. Oh, also Edgar Selwyn, um, who was a Broadway and Hollywood producer mm. who went on to found Goldwyn Pictures in nineteen sixteen. Mm. So Hollywood also mm-hmm. is involved in this. <laughs> it, and and actually when the ship itself sunk, that was there's so many little nuggets from that voyage that that are just so weird like why would you even show the movie like it says like at the very moment screamed poseidon adventure yeah i mean the first one so weird yeah (laughs) and and very bizarre and tell everybody what that movie's about pat uh, it's about the sinking of a massive ship. <laughs> Why would you even have that on the roster <laughs> of things to watch? I don't know. That's really, really strange. So, <sighs> Isn't it so creepy, though, that they're showing the movie at the exact time that right. the Titanic yeah. hits the iceberg? Yes. And a lot, I think it was in second class, it was for second class passengers. They were showing the film, and a lot of second class passengers had no idea what was going on, since uh. there was kind of no panic. Mm-hmm. Of the ship sinking up until kind of the last minute, the last like half hour or something or hour. So a lot of second class passengers didn't even know that the ship was sinking. And there's a theory that a lot of them didn't make it because they were watching the movie. Wow. That's bizarre. And and a lot of people didn't even know because, I mean, it was a gigantic ship, Mm -hmm. 882 feet long. I mean, it's huge. And... They skimmed across the iceberg. They didn't slam directly into it. Kind of tore it. Right? So it kind of tore along the side. And so a lot of people on, on board had no idea what happened. Uh, tell us about the, the what's the lifeboat situation, though? Why did they not, why didn't they have enough lifeboats for the people on board? Um, it, it has to do with kind of the Board of Trade regulations at the time. There was kind of no standard for lifeboats and having enough of them. And supposedly, J. Bruce Ismay, the chairman of the White Star Line, he did not want more lifeboats for aesthetic purposes. He thought it looked clunky. There was just, he wanted more room wow. to for people to walk around, for it to look nice. Mm-hmm. So there was a very significant lack of lifeboats. And also, they're thinking this is an unsinkable ship, supposedly. Right. 
but I actually think that they they knew what was up from like the moment of inception. Yeah. Since it was in 1907 that they decided to make this Olympic class of ships, the three sister ships, and I just think that the whole thing was planned out from the beginning. And isn't it? Part of the theory that the captain himself might have known that this was going to be sunk on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the captain, Edward Smith, he had a terrible track record of (laughs) navigating the ship safely. He was very reckless. Um, He destroyed a whole bunch of ships and caused a bunch of accidents. And he was the captain of the Olympic. And the Olympic had a bunch of accidents i mean it was only in service for about a year before the whole titanic incident yeah it's at the bottom and of the atlantic he, now he caused a, a bunch of accidents on that which the theory is that um he was commodore of the white star line so he was working with them for a long long time and he was approached by bruce ismay and told what he was going to do on the titanic and he was kind of obligated to do it mm. and the thing is, there's no way of knowing why or if like he was in on it because he died right. on the Titanic. He right. didn't even try to get off. He just went down with the ship. So, but I mean, the the water was calm. Um, the first uh, officer said in the inquiry, or second officer out in the inquiry later said that you could see a mile and a half away. You'd have no trouble seeing the iceberg if you were, you know, captaining a ship, and then. In addition to that, six radio messages, right, were sent to warn the Titanic of the iceberg up ahead. Told him exactly where it was. Exactly. I just I don't understand. I mean, was mm-hmm. I know I, I've always heard that he was drunk or something like that. I mean, was that ever confirmed? Do we know? Like, what was his reasoning for not? Obviously, he died. But what was the reason given for his complete and total incompetence that night? I don't even think there was any reason given but speaking of drunkness um i forgot the guy's name but there was one i think it was a a naval officer who was a passenger on the ship but he was i think german and he was subpoenaed afterwards to um, testify in the american inquiry um and he was saying that first of all he saw the Titanic from five, the iceberg from five miles away. Five miles, right. They had five plenty miles. of time to react to yeah. this thing. And Icebergs are big. Yeah. You, it's hard to miss. That, like <laughs> all of the officers, um, the captain and the junior officers, all of them were just drunk mm. and just grossly incompetent, which was also a thing that was like very notably established that the crew kind of had no idea what they were doing with the lifeboats also since there was no lifeboat drill ahead of time so they didn't they didn't know what they were doing uh, and they were very likely hmm. completely wasted <laughs> so i i don't know the answer to this but i think what would be the incentive for captain smith to purposefully do this if he was put up to this um, it was his family set up. I, I seriously don't know. Like, did was there some short, sort of insurance payout uh, to the family? Do we know? I'm I'm googling that as I'm speaking because I really have no I'm idea. I'm actually not sure <laughs> if there was there there was an insurance payout. Uh-huh. But one can kind of assume that maybe his family was threatened or there was some kind of bribe involved, especially since he had a big track record with the other ships that he. Mm. Maimed. 
<laughs> so that might be a thing. Uh, it's interesting, too, because had, had the Titanic hit the iceberg head on, it would have stayed afloat, right? Most people think it could have withstood that. Wow. It wouldn't have sunk to the bottom of the ocean <clears throat> if it would have hit the iceberg yeah. head on. Yeah, I mean, the, the first bulkhead was, and on other ships too, designed to withstand a head-on collision. Mm-hmm. And if it if it had hit head-on, it would have crushed, I think, something like 200 crew members who were like sleeping in their bunks. Right, right. Um, Which wouldn't have been but, good, but a lot of those people probably died anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so it would, have, it would have saved a lot of lives. Yeah. And it would have saved us from the Fed, probably, uh, if that had happened. And here's another thing. Um, apparently, there was a, a fire in one of the coal bunkers, approximately right where the iceberg hit. And the fire had been smoldering for like 10 days or something, which really, really mm. weakened the hull <clears throat> of the ship. And there's a picture of it somewhere. Um, you can basically see this like dark streak of right where the fire is. So the way that uh, the Titanic approached the iceberg and the fire situation, it's just like this perfect storm. And it, it does seem very, very likely that it was deliberately crashed. And like the engines were reversed. So if the Titanic had just gone straight and kind of turned, it would have just gone right around the iceberg. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but that's really weird. But the engines, mm. and then like that kind of slows it down, and then instead of like going straight or going around it, they just sideswiped it right on the part where the fire was. <laughs> what a coincidence. What an amazing coincidence. <laughs> I don't put anything past uh, I know. big government conspiracies <laughs> to get their way with something like the Federal Reserve change the world forever. I will say, though, there's no guarantee that everybody you want to die mm-hmm. is going to die. Yeah. So that's the one, yeah, that's the one kind of fly in the ointment that maybe uh, doesn't quite add up with the conspiracy about the Federal Reserve, because how do you know? Unless you got somebody on on board who's going to make absolute certain that these people don't get off off the ship. Boy, strange, really weird. A lot to think about there. Yeah, a lot to think about. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray and Leach coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. Stand Halloween music? Yeah, it's just what? What is that about? That is un-American. Are you communist? Is that what you are? Is a communist? Wow, you got me. (laughs) I'm just not into Halloween and being scared and all that stuff. I don't know. All right, I like I like that. That's the one night of the year that the kids just are out walking around in the neighborhood having fun together. You know? Yeah, that's fun. It's fun. Uh, If it were up to me, I would make November first. A national holiday. Yeah. So, you know, you can hang out, the Halloween night, party, get crazy, and not have to get up early and go to school. What would you call or it? work. I, all Saints Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what it is. I think it is. It's going to be a very unique uh, Halloween night here in the Dallas-Fort Worth 
area. Why? Because oh, because it's going to be cold for the first time. Well, it'll be a ever in the history of Dallas. In this, but yeah, uh, the, so. the Texas Rangers will be playing the World Series, so every driveway, every garage will have the game on a big Who TV has, in there. Here's how much I've paid attention to baseball this year. Uh-oh. Who has home field advantage? Is it the Rangers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. Anyway, we probably were intending to spend maybe the whole hour on the Titanic situation, but since America is now apparently at war, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, get into what yeah. what just happened yeah, last quick, night, and I think we covered most of the Titanic situation. Most of it, but uh, Keith's endless hatless supply uh, tweeted this fun fact at us here. Um, okay, little known fact about the Titanic. Yeah, to this day. The swimming pool on the deck is still full of water. Now, that's incredible. That is something else. That's, I mean, it's been over 100 years, and still everything got- that ship has been through, the pool still hasn't <laughs> cracked to the point where the water it's, all leaked yeah, out. It's, it's, that's weird. It's sitting in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good tweet. See, it's at the, it's a good it's at the bottom of the ocean. So. Well, is it? Well, is it? That's true. Or is it the Olympic hmm. that's at the bottom of the ocean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess overnight uh, we decided that uh, we cow. should finally uh, answer. Uh, this is interesting yeah. because usually you get a pretty good indication that this is coming, but I don't know that they really gave an indication we we're about to do this. I mean, they did say there was going to be a response to Iran, but you think, okay, yeah, right, with this guy? I don't know. Because we've had um, numerous attacks yes on yeah on service on american uh bases and so the u.s launched strikes on iranian leak targets in syria uh last night in retaliation for a series of drone attack drone attacks on american military bases in the region yeah those drone attacks pat have uh, apparently reportedly caused uh i think 20 u.s troops to suffer uh, traumatic uh, brain injuries, some trauma, oh, I guess, geez. right now. I don't know the severity at all. I do Are we know... talking just concussions? Yeah, or... that's what I'm hoping. I think oh, yeah. I hope that's just a dramatic way of saying concussions from blasts, but Hopefully. I do know that a uh, U.S. contractor mm. at one of these bases suffered a heart attack and died. Um, mm. So we at least have that um, wow. from resulting from the attacks. Today, uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, today at President Biden's direction... Yeah, geez, then I have no confidence in it. Right. If he had anything to do with it, I don't have any confidence in it. U.S. military forces conducted self-defense strikes on two facilities in eastern Syria used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and affiliated groups. These precision self-defense strikes are a response to a series of ongoing and mostly unsuccessful attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-backed militia groups that began on October 17th. U.S. military action comes amid rising tensions in the region, obviously, over the conflict in Israel. Austin said the attacks separate and distinct, they're separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, and they don't represent a shift in the U.S. approach to the conflict. This is our separate deal because they attacked us uh, at these places. So... Take that for what it's worth. Uh, if you believe anything the administration says, it does seem that we inch closer to war right. every single day. Does it not? And then, and then, is it just me? Additionally, I guess Chris, there were big rumors that Vladimir Putin is dead, or what? According to the internet and the Moscow, I was watching Moscow uh, TV. Uh, the Kremlin came out and said. 
Putin did not die on his mansion. Those claims are false. Oh, I didn't and even then, hear the claims that he was dead. Yeah, interesting. What was he supposedly? What did he die of? Uh, he just uh, died unexpectedly. Oh, at his wrestling a bear. Oh, <laughs> probably yeah. Luxury. He does Val, that for fun. <laughs> at his luxury Valdai Forest Palace. Um, and then they say the Kremlin says that is claiming there was a coup on the way in Russia. A coup? As Putin <laughs> like a chicken like coop a chicken or what? <laughs> First day in America. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so much. And who can blame you? Seriously. Like with a passion of like seven sons. Well, well okay, at That's least not very many though. Okay, really. You can hate us, but at least stick around till the end of the show because okay. who else is gonna run the board? God, that is you know what, just for you guys, I'll finish the show. No. <laughs> Sorry. You do know that's cool, right? You do yes, know that. Cool, you just sorry. you messed up. He does I did now. mess up. Yeah. I did mess up. <laughs> he does now. <laughs> well, really English do. is not literally his first language, so good for him. For I love. Chris. Anyways, so there was a coup. <laughs> yes. Uh, underway as uh, Russians' inner circle was, well, they were trying to pass off his body double as the real president. What? Oh, that was the rumor. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. All right. Okay. I mean, does that help or hurt stability in the world if Putin is dead? I mean, seriously. But he's not, though. Yeah, I don't know, because I don't have any confidence that somebody better would replace right, him. Right, right. I think that's I've the problem. I've heard things with the about who's waiting situation. in the wings, and yeah, it's not good. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know which to root for, frankly. Mm -hmm. I guess you just let it play out as it's going to, because we. Hopefully, don't have anything to do with that. I was anyway. going to say, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But, Jeez, who yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that, I mean, if you could keep a country um, focused <clears throat> internally, I think at least mm -hmm. short term uh, buys us a little bit of time until we can get somebody you know that has a pulse in office here. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, if they're focusing on their own uh, uh, internal struggles and coops, and coops more. Or corpsmen. Servicemen and women. Uh, bring oh, no. food and water. Might bring this up and aid to the injured. Barack Obama. One such Just translator to make you feel better, Chris. was American of Haitian descent, mm -hmm. representative of the extraordinary work that our men and women in uniform do mm -hmm. all around the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Navy corpsmen. <laughs> Navy corpsmen. Navy corpsmen. Can you okay? So that's the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah, so you're in. At the well, time. no, so, I was gonna say you were in good company, but, but you're not. No, you're that's not. Yeah, Barack I did that same mistake too. So yeah, I called you, you uh, corpseman. Yeah, you did. Yeah. When was this? When I was training to be a cannon handler, <laughs> and I was stationed with the Navy. <laughs> oh, how much crap did you get? So you did. Oh, I did you've get done coop. Yeah. And corpseman. Oh, I've done worse. I've done worse. Okay. We've got a corpseman right now in the White House. As a <laughs> matter of fact, that was a fun fact. It's a good point. That is, and he's not a Navy corpse. No, he's just a corpse. He's just a corpse. That's all he is. Yeah, so, good. All right. I don't know, man. This is, uh, it's like every hour, just the Middle East. Yeah, See, it gets words, worse every It's like Ukraine was uh, enough of a fire. Mm-hmm. Now we got Israel. Good. Yeah. It, uh, it, it works out really well. You know, it does, the Obama thing, though, if I could just go off on oh, another yeah, little please. tangent. Um, because uh, our guest... Uh, Zainab mm -hmm. mentioned that there was a, a book that predicted somebody that would be president of the United States eventually named Obami. Uh, I looked that up. Oh, 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 oh. Really interesting. Uh, and of course, there is. 
Um, John Brunner's uncanny ability to anticipate the shape of the world to come. Uh, he's a he was a novelist and he published his book in 1969. It's set in the year 2010. Oh gosh! His vision of the year 2010 even included a popular leader named President Obama. Uh, and let's see. Random acts of violence created by crazy individuals often taking place at schools. Plague society. Uh, the name of the book is Stand on Zanzibar. Kind of interesting. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Look it up. Interesting. The other major uh, source of instability and violence comes from terrorists, who are now a major threat to U.S. interests and even manage to attack buildings within the United States. I mean, this is from 1969 when this hadn't happened on U.S. soil. Prices increased sixfold between 1960 and 2010 because of inflation in this book. The actual increase in the U.S. prices during that period was sevenfold, not sixfold. So, so he, got he it was wrong. way off, what this guy. First of all, Obama. No, it was Obama. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that stupid. out. Stupid. And it wasn't sixfold, it was sevenfold. Man. <laughs> and so we're 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 giving this book the time of day after no, we shouldn't we, we the shouldn't. Mark that badly because obviously this guy's a mistaken turd uh. and we shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> you know, this has been a, a week of first on this program. A lot of phrases mm. that that um, really that you've probably never heard or will ever hear in human history. Mm-hmm. Mistaken turd. Yeah, probably never. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, we might use that again. I like it. The most powerful U.S. rival is no longer the Soviet Union, but China. Huh. However much of the competition between the U.S. and Asia is played out in economics, trade, and technology instead of overt warfare. Man, this guy, it was pretty close to reality. Who's this author? Uh, Is it John Bruner? Let me find out here. Yeah, it's John Bruner, and the book again is. Um, wow, he died in. Stand on Zanzibar. 1995, at the age of 60. Wow. Huh. From what? Did they kill him because he knew too much? Gotta is that be. what it was? Gotta be. The guy's CIA in the future, and they, they're like, you can't know what we're going to do. Uh, let me just you right. see another Clinton body count. I'm going to find out uh-huh. how he died. I'm going to find out how he uh-huh. died. Uh, Europeans. Oh. He also predicted Europeans would form a union of nations. Like a, I don't know, a European Union sort of thing? <laughs> to improve their economic prospects and influence on world affairs. In international issues, Britain tends to side with the U.S., but other countries in Europe are often critical of U.S. initiatives in this book. Uh, number six that he got right. Africa still trails far behind the rest of the world in economic development, and Israel remains the epicenter of tension in the Middle East. Although some people still get married, number seven, many in the younger generation now prefer short-term hookups without long-term commitment. Uh, Number eight, gay and bisexual lifestyles have gone mainstream, and pharmaceuticals to improve sexual performance are widely used and even advertised in the media, which was unheard of in 1969. This guy's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Many decades of affirmative action have brought blacks into positions of power, but racial tensions still simmer throughout society. Uh, Motor vehicles increasingly run on electric fuel cells. Honda, primarily known as a motorcycle manufacturer when Bruner wrote the book, boy, that's for sure. What in the uh, world? Is a major supplier along with GM. 
This guy was a time traveler. It's incredible. That's the I was just only answer. That. That's the I was only like, answer. He's a time incredible. traveler. Incredible. I mean, there's a there's we're only up to point number eleven, and there are seventeen points yeah. here. And actually, that book won mm. awards in 1969. It was technically released in 1968. I mean, just want to give him another year of credit. Wow. You know, but this uh, he died. Uh, he I was at a um, a convention, a science, a world science fiction convention uh, in Scotland, and he uh, suffered from a stroke and died. Mm. In August of 1995. Was he vaccinated? Was he vaccinated, though? Yeah, can we check that? Check that. <laughs> he died suddenly. Huh. Uh, so you know what happened there. Clearly. He also predicted his own death due to the COVID vaccine. So <laughs> that's a little known fact. Uh, TV news channels have now gone global via satellite. All right, this guy. TiVo-type systems allow people to view TV programs according to their own schedule. My gosh, what a visionary this guy was. Time traveler. In-flight, in-flight entertainment systems on planes now include video programs and news accessible on individual screens at each seat. Unheard of in 1969. That was like, come on. No, that would have been ridiculous. Wow. People rely on avatars to represent themselves on video screens. Bruner calls these images, which either can look like you or take on another appearance you select, Mr. and Mrs. Everywhere. Uh, so, so was this all in the book or just predictions he had made over the years? No, this is I, I get the, the impression these are all from the book. Oh, my word. Stand on Zanzibar. I'm going to get this book because I was going to say, I think I just got my new Christmas book. Yeah. Computer documents are generated with laser printers. 1969. Again, it was written in 68. A social and political backlash has marginalized tobacco, but marijuana has been decriminalized. Dude. <laughs> that is chilling, isn't it? Is, I don't, that is, that's amazing. I don't care for this guy now. I know. I used to think it was spooky. cool. Yeah. Now, now I'm like, a little, little bit spooky. Step back and Way too start close predicting to a little bit less for us here. Yeah. yeah. Way too close to Halloween, Pat. Right? <laughs> this sounds like a Halloween story. It does. Does it say when does the world end? Because I feel like uh, I don't want to know missing. if it does. I don't want to know because <laughs> this guy uh, pretty much nailed it. That's incredible. And he predicted predicted all of this for the year 2010. Pretty incredible. My word. It's amazing. Well, I, I don't know that I'm familiar with uh, John Bruner's work up until this point. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of him. Have you? Are you aware of him? No, I just bought the book for $7.19 on eBay, but oh, you nice. better hurry because... Uh, it's going to go fast. Yeah, because there's a few, there's a few mm-hmm. copies around the $10 mark or so, so okay, uh, get yours now. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Has it been put on, like, um, digital? Probably. I would think so, right? Yes. I am so... Amazon. Okay. That's the thing, man. Like, you do hip stuff like that, that, like, I've just... The digital books, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, in other words, I'll make fun of you, like, man, dude, use your phone or blah, blah, blah. And then you'll say something like that. I'm like, uh, you can do that? <laughs> you, can, you can read a book on your... <laughs> Yeah. Tablet? Yeah. What, what are you, John Bruner? I know, With this right? futuristic tech? <laughs> that is the one thing I've been on the leading edge yeah. of taking advantage of that technology. Because I like to get... If I want a book and I want to read it right now, I can have it in five seconds. I love that. I think that's one of the coolest yeah. innovations we have. It's mm-hmm. really amazing. Very cool. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Um, if you have odors in your home you just can't get rid of, now you can with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It gets rid of strong odors from cooking or cigarette smoke or litter boxes, trash cans, anything that stinks up your home, this will take care of. 
Thunderstorm starts working in just seconds to clear a room of any odor. Plus, there's no costly filters to replace ever. And with hundreds of thousands of these sold, uh, you know, and five-star, just thousands of five-star reviews, you know it's going to work. During this week, we've got a great deal for you, too. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. Three units under $200. So go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter the discount code PAT. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com. Discount code PAT. And they're going to throw in the shipping for free. Unleashed. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Good morning, American. It's Friday. All right. Last night. Uh, we launched attacks against Syrian positions. These are Iranian-backed uh, militia, and they've been harassing American air, air bases. They've injured some American soldiers over uh, in Syria, and so we hit back. And I hope we inflicted a ton of damage. But where does this go from here? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, is this going to get us enmeshed in this thing even further, deeper, longer lasting? Probably. Probably. Uh, but only time will tell. Uh, President Biden ordered the attack, which uh, makes me wonder if it was the right thing to do, <laughs> because I wonder about everything he does. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then. So bad. Israel <clears throat> briefly crossed into Gaza as well and they kidnapped i don't know if it was a couple dozen hamas terrorists mm. but you know a, they're waiting for the uh, green light to go in full bore but you've got that as well i mean this yeah. is what did we say at the beginning of the week we said by the end of the week we'll be a world at war officially and it feels like guys feel like we're we're pretty much there <sighs> yeah yeah uh we've been talking to you about big, big tech censorship I've been telling you about the you know, the big step that the Blaze Media is taking to to declare independence from all the big tech uh, ahead of the 2024 elections, just to make sure that we're bringing you the truth, no matter no matter what happens. Uh, and we can't take that step without you. So when publishers host ads on their website, Google sends bots to crawl their pages for content that they deem unsafe for advertisers. After finding something they don't like, think about uh, the Hunter laptop story, for instance, or anything on the COVID vaccine that doesn't agree with the official narrative, uh, wh whatever the case may be, then then they shut down your website. Then they, they stop your ads. Uh, they stop your site from being monetized. And so that's happened to us over and over and over again. They just bury the unsafe content so deep in their algorithm that it makes it all but impossible to find. So since we've dealt with this over and over every single day for years, uh, we've decided we're done playing that game. So go to 
Blaze Media's website, theblaze.com, right now. You'll see that it's been completely redesigned. I, I think it looks great. I think you're going to love it. You'll see news articles. You'll see opinion pieces, analysis, and lifestyle, sports, tech commentary. Um, but what you won't see are obnoxious ads, like the toenail fungus ads, which gonna uh, miss those. were disgusting. Going to miss those. Oh, yeah. Won't you, though? Oh. You love seeing that gigantic toenail that's green and filled with fungus? Oh, that's... I like seeing Appetizing. pictures of, of a liver. Mm. Oh, okay. Fun. Right, the Those fatty liver thing? Fat, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, honestly, even if you don't click on anything at the website, just go to the website. Check it out, mm-hmm. theblaze.com, because like you said, it's just fun to hover over the stories to see them light up magically in color. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like it. It's pretty. Um, so less than a cup of coffee per month is what it would cost you. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, by the way, uh, this Blaze News subscription will be included. So you're already a member there. But if not, for the price of a cup of coffee, it's like, I don't know, $3, $4, something like that. If you if you order it for a year, it's $3, I think, a month. So do that, please. Uh, and then if you use the promo code uh, PAT+. Plus, PAT+. Plus. P-A-T-P-L-U-S. Not the plus sign, oh. but spell out plus. Then you save $36 on your subscription. Really good deal. Really, really good deal. Got some tweets here. David Minch, great discussion about the Titanic. Uh, lots to think about, and the government was horrible back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where, where do you think it began? When, when was the government just... Has it ever been... Mm, yeah, I think it was pure, or certainly purer, in the very beginning. You're talking about the first five minutes of the country. Because remember, John Adams was putting uh, oh, the yeah. centers behind the bars, Alien too. The Sedition Act. So we were good for, like I said, five minutes. But at least we pulled out of that time yeah. period, uh-huh. you know, and got back to constitutionality for a while. Uh, but it's hard. I mean, I think Washington was obviously great, and Adams had some issues, <laughs> but part of his presidency was <clears throat> decent. Then you had Thomas Jefferson... Who was a constitutionalist? You know, for the most part. That Louisiana Purchase thing was a... Yeah, but I'm glad he did it. Okay, that's just it. That's just it, man. (laughs) I know. Like, everybody's glad he did it. You can't pass that up for $15 million. You double the country's size for $15 million? I agree. Uh, I'm going to do it. 99%. I agree. Yeah, and he did. (laughs) But isn't it weird, though? I know we are so ADD, right? Yeah. But it's like... Even the guys who founded this nation didn't follow the rule book right. that that's they true. themselves penned. Yeah, it's true. John Adams throwing people behind bars with the Sedition mm-hmm. Act. And I mean, that's it, right away, too. Right, right. Second Thomas president. Jefferson not going through Congress for the Louisiana Purchase. I mean, uh-huh. these guys were at the founding, yet they didn't follow the rule book 100% of the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Oh, <laughs> off my soapbox. It's true. <laughs> uh, Jenna Cook tweets, back in the days of chivalry. Not enough lifeboats. Men wanting to let women and children go first, right? Odds are in their favor that the men they want to die would be left behind. Probably wouldn't happen today. Yeah, the men are like, hey, find your own ride, sister. I'm getting on board right now, okay? (laughs) There'll be another boat along later on. You can hop on that. All right, Puddin'? No, no, actually... Talk about the cell phone. Is there, did you read the cell phone tweet yet? Uh, was that what that one was? Or I think that's coming up here. 
Because I just a thought just occurred to me on one of these tweets. Uh, I'll wait to you to read it there. All right. Plague uh, Dr. MD, is it his? No. So there's a road to Puerto Rico, but not to Pat's house. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, Giblets tweets, today most people would be too deep into their cell phone to know they hit an iceberg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's true. But you know what? They yes. would be upset because it would be like, why can't I get a cell signal Yeah, where's here? my... Is there a tower? Are we near an island? Some tower or something? And plus, plus, if I'm going down with the ship, I, I got to get a cell service somewhere here because I got to upload this to Instagram. Me yeah. going down on the Titanic here, this, um, this would get so many clicks. And this is kind of interesting, too, because there was one of the guys that lived on the ship. That I'm, He lived. He survived the... Uh, he survived the uh, sinking of the Titanic because he got onto a ship. He got onto one of the one of the lifeboats before a bunch of women and children, and then he never lived that down the rest of his life. Um, I'm trying to think who was that. Uh, hang on. I don't know. We'll find that though, because yeah. there was a guy who was not chivalrous at the time, and he jumped into the life. But one of the last boats, and uh, so a bunch of women and children couldn't get on there. But he did. And then, of course, uh, people found that out and never let him live it down. Uh, Linda Moody tweets, you guys are driving me crazy. The past tense of sink is sank. (laughs) Sunk is a past participle. And when used with an auxiliary verb, can form a predicate. As Uh in, the ship was sunk on purpose. Now that made it so much clearer to us Uh, when you say it like that. Right? Now we'll never get that wrong. That was Plus, we were kind of joking about that. Oh, yeah, we were totally. Totally joking. (coughs) I know sink, sank, sunk. Totally. I know when to use. Joking. Yeah. I wasn't trying to. I don't dangle participles. Right. Okay. I'll get you arrested. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't do it, Mm -hmm. Keith. That's why I don't do it. All right. Drink, drink, drunk. Those aren't mm-hmm. easy either. But think, but but that helpful mm-hmm. grammar lesson really. You know, it. when we've got a problem in this country where people can't get the present tense of come or came or ran or run correct, uh, we've got we got bigger problems than sink, sank, sunk. We really do. So. <laughs> the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Right. Yes. Isn't that the truth? You know, I just thought of something. We should just play a Biden clip every day. Yeah. And it would make make us, us feel better about ourselves. Make us look smart. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Seems like we do that. That's true. That's fair. Uh, so we have a new Speaker of the House mm-hmm. as we're heading into another war with, the uh, with I don't know, Iran? Um, who knows? Pull a nation Hamas, out of a hat. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, and we're, we're so we're going to need a Speaker of the House so that we can declare war on somebody <laughs> like that would happen. <laughs> um, but here's uh, our new speaker summarized uh, some points about Mike Johnson. You may not have known before because nobody knows who this guy. Right. Very few people know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's from Louisiana. He's pretty conservative. Um, for the most part, I think he's he's said a lot of really good things. Uh, and here's some highlights. Who is Mike Johnson? GOP has finally chosen their new Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson is a congressman from Shreveport, Louisiana. Calm, cool, collected. Whatever. Few things to note. You can decide if you love him or hate him. One, he's an election denier. 
Two, he believes January 6th was a peaceful protest. Three, he's an anti-vaxxer slash COVID hoaxer. Pause it for Four, a second. Who is this guy? No, he's... he's Okay, just okay stick, he's... Stick with it here. He's an idiot. Here, here's what... No, just stick <laughs> with it. I can't, because he's uh, already ruined it with the Shrevport thing. Did, oh, he said Shrevport? <laughs> he said Shrevport. Go back oh. to the beginning and listen to him say Did he say Shrevport. sink or sunk? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Sank? But he did say Shrevport. Let's, let's oh, listen no. to this again. Oh, no. Start from the top. Oh. Here we go. No. <laughs> Who is Mike Johnson? Okay. GOP has finally chosen their new Speaker of the House. <clears throat> Mike Johnson is a congressman from Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, oh, collected. No, honey. A few things to no. know. You All can right. decide if you love him <clears throat> or hate him. Okay, so All we're right. going to decide. One, he's an election denier. Love it. Two, he believes January 6th was a peaceful protest. Love it. Three, he's an anti-vaxxer slash COVID hoaxer. Four, is fully pro-life. Love it. And five, believes Trump won the 2020 election. Five for five. And his biggest political knock (laughs) is that he is not a strong fundraiser. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And he stated that he thinks Nancy Pelosi should be arrested. Love it. And the left is in fumes right now. They're calling him a hateful bigot, insurrectionist, fascist, Putin apologist. All right. They're calling him an extreme right-wing ideologue. Okay. Mike Johnson has been the Speaker of the House for less than an hour, (laughs) and the Democrats are already calling for his removal. (laughs) I don't know much about Mike Johnson, but if the reaction is any indication, Mm -hmm. I'm already a huge fan. All right. Yeah, okay. Are you a fan of Shrev? Yeah, Shreveport? no. I personally have been to Shreveport, Louisiana, and am not a fan. Okay, but you. I went... will not be returning to Shreveport. Okay, hold on a second. Ever again. Con- context here. Mm-hmm. You were outside. Yes, it was in cold. A cold. It was nasty raining. Rain. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. You know what though? But kudos to you for having lived your survivor. Your survivor, correct of Shreveport. Yes, by no, but, and and yet you still don't get on board with Jeffy's whole. Every football stadium no, game should be played indoors. No, stupid. You know why? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That, I don't know if it's going to be on. Well, let me see if it, how big of a nationwide game this is. But you know what? Have fun on Sunday when the Chiefs play at the Broncos, and it is snowing like mad. And you're going to enjoy watching that game more than if it were just a clear day. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So let's see here how mm-hmm. much of the nation uh, is getting that game. But anyway, so look for that'll be fun. That, the middle part of the country. Enjoy that, okay? Because that's going to be really that's fun. That's real football. See. Yes. That's old time I'm glad football. Denver doesn't have a dome. Yeah, me too. By the way, looking at this uh, lineup here, I got Beth Moens doing the Falcons game. Stop it. I, no. I would like to die. Is she doing NFL now? Every now and then. Every, oh my gosh, that is an abomination. So I will spend the first... That's an abomination. Right, I will spend the first <laughs> quarter of this game trying to sync up the Falcons uh, radio audio with Wes Durham yeah. and try to sync it up with... It's not easy like it used to be when it was over the air and over the air, right? You know, mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, I got a delay here, a digital here. Uh, I'm going to waste the first quarter just trying... And then and then, uh, then some point it'll buffer and it'll be off again. Yeah. I'm just telling you, first world problems, am I right? But I'm not listening but to still, Beth Mullins. I'll watch Beth the game on Mullins, silent. Ick. It's like, what did I do? <laughs> My team's above 500. I shouldn't be getting you the shouldn't. Beth Mullins game. No, you should, <laughs> you should not. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's bad. I'm uh, guessing this person is not a good what? She like, is what not is bad a about good her? play-by-play ah, announcer. Okay, it's everything. She sucks. The voice, the, the voice, cadence. 
the yes the smoothness yes. whatever just whatever she the words pronounces are. her urge like that i hate she's a woman trying urge. to sound like a man she, she kind of slurs her urge she uses the 45 45 years oh so she's a pirate ah uh, yes yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that, that, okay she's a pirate yeah let's do that yeah yeah boy james I, lofton and jay feely what did y'all do to get that assignment Paired up with Beth. Mm, bad. <laughs> bad news. By the way, BYU's on the uh, afternoon game on ABC oh, cool. s- uh, tomorrow. So that's, uh, that's BYU-Texas. Okay. Oh. BYU-Texas. I will be there. I was going to say, this is the one you're attending, right? Yeah, yeah okay. I'll be there. Uh, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be. It may not that be. That fun, actually. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, let me have you picture for a moment what it would be like if the global supply of antibiotics dries up right before your eyes. We got a supply chain problem, or China just decides they're going to cut us off. What are you going to do then? Hopefully, you're going to be prepared mm. with this. It's called the Jace case. It's from Jace Medical, and it has five antibiotics in it to take care of all kinds of different bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections. If you have a sinus infection, th- this can do the job. And so whether or not there's a supply chain interruption or you're just out of town and you're away from your doctor and your pharmacy, this would, be come, this would come in really handy. Perfect for traveling. Perfect not to be caught unprepared in case of any kind of disruption. JaceMedical.com. Enter the promo code PAT at checkout and you'll save. That's the promo code PAT at J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Pat Gray. Join the conversation, 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. We'll be right back. talking about this speaker of the house mike johnson uh the video that was referenced yesterday <laughs> mike johnson versus stacy plaskett yeah she's a charmer uh this is very charming uh, i think you'll like this uh here's what happened between the two of them uh, m- mr chairman i have a unanimous consent request Gentleman from Louisiana is recognized. Uh, seek unanimous consent to enter into the record a letter dated January 12, 2021 by Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, where he decries all political violence and calls for an end to that and uh, asks for respect for all political viewpoints. Without objection. Another no thing inter- we can examine because he's they, not they, here. Uh, Very you can, good. No, you can Thank examine you. it. It's a document. He's going to no, enter examine into the him for what he wrote and the intent yeah. behind what he said. Well, I would but, just, okay. I would, I would just point out... That, that's that's uh, unanimous consents are for, are for documents, and we got the document Mr. right here. Chairman, Let me hand it to you. Mr. Chairman, I would ask unanimous consent. The chair now recognizes Ms. Mr. Wasserman's Chairman, I, for her I have a unanimous consent request, He's Mr. Such Chairman. A loser. Pardon? I have a unanimous. Oh, okay, uh, generally is recognized for unanimous consent. All right, yeah, whatever. Oh, gosh, Stacy Plaskett, go away. Um, by the way, uh, you know how we've been uh, talking about what was the freedom score we said Mike Johnson had. Yeah, 80, 80%. 80%. Okay. Lifetime, it's 75% this session. Okay. Well, I want to thank um, uh, Preston Baines, who listens to the program, and he went through, he did what like a good producer should, mm-hmm. and he went through multiple websites getting the Liberty scores. Um, so, and, so the first number I'm going to read is going to be uh, McCarthy's number. Mm-hmm. 
And then the second one will be what we've cha- what we what we now have in Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. So the American Conservative Union, we've gone from eighty four to ninety two. Good. Americans for Prosperity. <laughs> Talk about things being ruined. Now I can just hear the interview on MSNBC with Chris Matthews. Oh yeah. Americans for Prosperity. <laughs> we went from eighty six to What's that? <laughs> Who pays your salary? What's that? All right. 80, thank you. 86 to 92, Club for Growth, 72 to 85. Okay. Conservative Review, 54 to 74. Freedom Works, 70 to 80. Heritage Foundation, 53 to 90. Wow. So that wow. seems a lot better. Yeah. There, yeah. It does. There, there was one little hiccup um, was sent to me, though, by Pat Head, uh, Greed 90, who uh, said that you know when when they were talking about budgets and stuff like that? Uh, Mike Johnson tweeted out our three biggest priorities when it comes to providing COVID nineteen relief should be getting school children back to school, okay, getting workers back to work, okay, okay. getting vaccines into arms. Yeah, that's I heard that yesterday too. Yeah, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, on that last but, one. But overall, man, this seems like a a big improvement. A, a, every hour, I'm liking mm-hmm. this guy more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like there. Um, there's a lot to like finding out the truth, too, which we <laughs> knew from the beginning about this uh, Jamal Bowman thing. Remember when he was <laughs> yeah. trying to avoid the vote? Uh, it was the speaker vote, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was the... Uh, that, that was we were oh, trying to avoid no, the government wait, that's shutdown. Right. That was, that's right. The government shutdown, which they wanted, they were trying desperately to shut down. To blame Republicans. My gosh. And so so yeah. Jamal Bowman, they couldn't stop the vote, mm-hmm. so they, they went out and he pulled the fire alarm to try to evacuate the building. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that was just a mistake because the door is usually open and it wasn't this time. Oh, and wow. So I thought this was going to open the door. Okay. And it didn't. Shoot. Uh, weird. So, so just confusion. Yeah. Just okay. He was confused. Let, here's what he said at the time. Just confusion. He okay. didn't know. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> What he said. I'm trying to disrupt any, you know, official government proceedings. Oh, so I'm of glad, course not. Of course not. You know, not. the uh, investigation found that that was the case. Yeah, me too. Uh, the misdemeanor charge of pulling the alarm. I <laughs> admitted that from the very beginning. He admitted it. So you know, gotta gotta take responsibility. Yeah, always gotta take, take gotta us. take responsibility. <laughs> Despite being a lying sack of crap, he's he's saying he is taking responsibility, but he didn't, of course, because here's what actually happened. Uh, let's take a peek at the video uh, before he pulls the alarm. Okay. All right. Uh, There's the doors. Look at those signs. Pretty big signs okay. there. Signs right there. And he removes it. What? Removes them. Why would you? Then pulls the... Then pulls... I thought it was just a simple... The fire alarm. Just a mistake. Yeah, I th- that's what he said. Uh, just a simple mistake. He thought that was going to open the door. He took down the signs that told him otherwise. Hold on a second. And he knew it wasn't his first day in the building. Right? First day in the building. Okay, now play that, play that. Hold on. Now get ready to pause it, Joe. Hang on. Get ready and pause it. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Okay, so why did the Capitol Hill police only release... No, 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 no. Go back. Nope. Back to where you were. Yeah. The Capitol Hill police... Pause it. That's what the Capitol Hill police report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is what they released right in the beginning. They were running cover for his ass. Sure were. Oh my gosh! I mean, they they totally knew that he did this deliberately. Of course. It took the signs down. Yep. But the swamp is going to protect the swamp, man. That is amazing. That's amazing. And I believed it because I thought he was holding a piece of paper because he's going to vote. So I thought yeah. he was just uh-huh. holding a piece uh-huh. of paper. Right. But now he's nope. holding the sign. Yeah. Un- yep. Real. Man, it's incredible. We even said it like, where are the signs? I mean, and you thought, wait, you thought, 
keep it going to this time. You thought that was going to open the door. Why didn't you try the door then afterwards? Watch this. You it, just yeah. He pulls. You're the, right, right. Pat. And leaves. He leaves. Right. And, and I thought you said you thought that that was going to open the door now, and then you didn't even try the freaking door. Hold on a second. Why would he need that door open if he's got to go the other way inside to vote? <laughs> what? Why does he need it open going to the outside? You got to go get some sun. I don't what? know. I just and, the, and none the, of it makes any and sense. And the sign says, "Warning, you know, the, the fire alarm." Blah blah blah. It just—it's this man should not be in Congress. Right. Period. He should be. That's kicked the bottom out. line. He should be. He's a lying sack, and he should be booted from Congress. There's no no question about that. If this was a Republican doing something similar, can you imagine the hysteria all over CNN, MSNBC? It'd be another insurrection, right? But, of course, this was the day democracy almost died. Again. 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 More Pack Radley's coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Lewiston, Maine situation, just so bad. We just keep finding out things about the shooting, about how it was youth night or something at yeah. the bowling alley. And oh man, pray for that community because yeah. that is devastated. I don't know how many, how many. It's Maine's second largest city, but I, I don't know what the population is. Uh, that was, uh, oh gosh, I think I saw it. I think it was fifty thousand. That's what that would have been my guess. Fifty thousand people there. But but get okay. I'm sorry. Thirty six thousand. Wow. Okay. So but um, I saw another thing. Uh, let's see. Um, murders in a year. The whole state of Maine was. I think it was twenty something. Right. It was. It right? was twenty something. Yeah. And yeah. so this this is like so doubles their yeah oh. their yearly total in one night. Just keep them in your prayers. Really horrible. So, in the wake of that, of course, it's got to be politicized. Mm-hmm. Uh, the left, th- this is what they do. This is what they wait for. This is what I think they hope for, actually. And so it happened. So now they can start hammering us again on gun control. Jeez. Kamala Harris took the uh, opportunity. She made the administration's thoughts about the Second Amendment really clear. And let us be clear. let It does not have to be this way as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. And with that, then. Wow. Get rid of guns. That's all she's saying. Get rid of the guns. 100%. Confiscate them. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Yeah. There it is. One of the most profound movie scenes of all time. And I don't think it, uh, that... I mean, George Lucas certainly didn't mean it for that, what we just heard. But I do. Boy, it works. It sure does. Uh, They're trying to kill liberty right now, and they... They don't care what they have to do to make it happen. Yeah, they, I, they don't care. I, I saw a meme yesterday. Um, I'll never be able to find it, but um, it basically said, um, you know, the world is at war, mm-hmm. uh, prices are sky high, food shortages, um, rampant crime in the streets. Perfect time for me to give up my guns. 
Yeah. Come on. Right? Stop it. Yeah. I know that. It just doesn't make any sense. And by the way, had there been an armed person in the bowling alley. I know. Or anywhere else around the shooting. That could have ended so much sooner. Yeah. One guy in the bowling alley. Uh, I think it was the bowling alley. He um, grabbed a knife and was lunging at the shooter. And he ended up being shot and killed. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, oh, man. the stories of how people had to scramble to survive. Mm. And again, like you just said, um, it just, if, if there were armed people there. Mm-hmm. It just ends it. It just does. Um, th- that's why, again, we talked about this yesterday. That's why people choose the targets they choose because there are, there are no gun zones. They're gun-free zones. Yeah. And they know that people aren't going to be armed there. They're going to have no resistance. It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Now, no murderer goes into a a gun-free zone and says, Oh my gosh, I didn't see the sign before that this is a gun-free zone, so I can't can't kill anybody here. Jamal Bowman must have took the sign down or else I would have stopped my entry. That would have stopped me because I didn't want to break the law. I just wanted to kill people. And this guy shouldn't have... like legally had access to firearms right because he's nuts yeah and we do restrict guns to nuts we do and so i think that's probably a good thing if you're crazy sorry we can't give you access to the gun but the opposite side of that will of course be who who deems them crazy who gets to decide who's crazy and who's not well i don't know mental health professionals perhaps i don't know the guy was in a mental institution because he was threatening the lives of people he was threatening to blow up his base the military base right shoot everybody there and blow it up so well so he wound up in an in an institution for two weeks then he's set free and what does he do he kills 22 people so think of that logic kamala harris logic okay well if there are bad people in our society then we must restrict gun access for everybody. Right. Is that not the same exact thinking that was the insanity of the lockdowns? Oh, there are mm-hmm. vulnerable people in our society, so instead of just telling them to stay home and lock down, we're going to make everybody stay home and lock down and not be a part of society. Right. And you see how mm-hmm. brilliantly that was pulled off. Yeah, that went really well. When you restrict the freedoms of everybody, that doesn't make a situation mm-hmm. better. No, well, uh, over a million Americans died. So how good was that situation? Right. It was terrible. It was the worst epidemic since 1918. That didn't go well. They didn't they did not do well with that pandemic. <sighs> <laughs> Nothing. They don't do well with any <laughs> government action any like that. Any government solution, man. All right. Um Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. The next time you have to, let's say, fly somewhere, you're not going to build your own plane, right? Uh, That probably wouldn't be advisable. You know, some things are better left to experts. And uh, when it comes to buying and selling homes in the market like today, when it's so volatile, uh, it's absolutely crucial that you have the best agent you can get your hands on. Now, Glenn started a company a few years ago because he dealt with all kinds of hassles that come with buying and selling homes. But at Real Estate Agents I Trust, they deal with only the best agents, the ones who are committed to working really hard to bring you the best possible results. 
Now, I can't advise you on what to do in your situation, but they can because they are the experts. These agents know what they're doing. Housing market, hopefully getting back on its feet right now. You got to decide what's right for you and your family, but get expert help too to help you make those decisions. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. about the history of Israel and Palestine, but um, is this from Jen Griffin? Oh, this is no, brand the, media. This, this, this has been all over out the place. There. Yeah, yeah this it's is, just out there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it kind of it kind of goes through, you know, when the state of Palestine existed. Oh wow! Yeah, so, so, so this is good. Okay, so you can you can uh, because that's the claim, right? Yeah, that's their claim. The, the, is it goes way back before Israel? Come on! So before Israel, okay, you know this time there was a British mandate, not a Palestinian state. Okay, okay but what about before the British mandate? You know, well there was the Ottoman Empire, right? Not a Palestinian state. Uh, before the Ottoman Empire, there was the Islamic State of the uh, Mamluks of Egypt. Nailed it. Not a Palestinian state. Before the Islamic State of the Mamluks of Egypt, there was the Ayyubid Empire. Uh, not a Palestinian state. Godfrey IV of Bologna, known as Godfrey de Bullion, <laughs> conqueror of Jerusalem in 1099. Oh. Hmm. And before the Ayyubid Empire, there was the Frankish and Christian Kingdom of Jerusalem, not a Palestinian state. Okay, we'll get there. But before the Kingdom of Jerusalem, right, there was the Umayyad and Fatimid Empires, uh, not a Palestinian state. Now, but what about before the... Yeah, go back a little bit. Umayyad and the <laughs> Fatimid Empires. Well, there was then there was the Byzantine. Byzantine Empire, not a Palestinian state. Before the Byzantine Empire, though, you know, there were the Sassanids, not a Palestinian state. Before the Sassanid Empire, though, there was the Byzantine Empire, not a Palestinian. Oh, before the Byzantine Empire, there was the Roman Empire, rather than a Palestinian state. Before the Roman Empire, though... There was the Hasmonean state. That was an awesome time in history. But it was not a Palestinian state, but it was awesome. You're right. Hasmonean. Before the Hasmonean state, there was the uh, Seleucid, not Palestinian state. <laughs> Before the Seleucid Empire, there was the Empire of Alexander the Great, but not a Palestinian state. <laughs> Okay. Uh, There's before, a pattern here. Now, before Alexander the Great. Now, we're going back, okay? There was the Persian Empire, not a Palestinian state. Before the Persian Empire, there was a Babylonian Empire, not a Palestinian state. Okay. Now, before the Babylonian Empire, there were the kingdoms of Israel and Judah, not a Palestinian state. We'll get there. Uh, before the kingdoms of Israel and Judah, there was the kingdom of Israel, not a Palestinian state. Before the kingdom of Israel, there was the theocracy of the 12 tribes 
of Israel. Not a Palestinian state. But before the theocracy of the 12 tribes of Israel, there was, of course, the uh, agglomeration of independent Canaanite city kingdoms. All right, we'll get Remember there. Remember that? Yeah. Not yeah, the Palestinian not the... state. So it must have been before right. the Canaanite city king- kingdoms. Okay. Actually, that piece of land uh, right there has been everything pretty much on the planet <laughs> except a Palestinian state. There has never been a Palestinian state there. Okay. Or anywhere else, for that matter. So, uh, you know, you can you can show that to the all the leftists that are yelling and screaming about. They were there long before they arrived. And that's an exact quote. That was. I, I an thought that sounded familiar. Quote. Yeah, it's what they say every single time. But they did go to Israel a long time before. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate your input there. That's uh, good stuff. But none of those eras in history were as awesome as the uh, Hasmonean dynasty. Yeah, I know. The Hasmonean dynasty, a lot of people look back on that time uh-huh. with fondness. They really do, because uh, those are good times. Uh-huh. Good times. You don't get those back. Yeah. You know, the Hasmoneans, once they were gone, that was it. That's when it really started no to go downhill. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Earlier, we discussed, uh, earlier in the week, we discussed the impracticality of electric vehicles. Now we have uh, this little piece of information. I love this. Which I like. Uh, Volvo claims carbon-intensive production for battery and steel (laughs) makes its C40 EV more polluting to manufacture than an XC40 with a petrol engine. Okay. So in other words, um, in the long run, like overall, mm-hmm. you cut to the chase, mm-hmm. it pollutes the atmosphere more, more for an EV car than a gas engine. <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. It says, at current global electricity mix, it needs to be driven almost 70% or 70,000, I'm sorry, 70,000 miles. Okay. Nine years based on average UK mileage oh. to offset its higher production emissions. That can be reduced to less than 30,000 miles if the EVs are charged with green energy. Oh, gee. I'd like to know how many chargers uh, yeah. are, are charged with green energy. And I always forget the number. What is the number, gentlemen? The uh, The... The pull the wool over Americans' eyes, Green New Deal, I'm sorry, Inflation Reduction Act mm, that had mm-hmm. 500,000 EV chargers now nationwide that are going to be built. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. Somebody needs mm-hmm. to ask, and obviously it's too late, um, but what percentage? That's a great question, Pat. What percentage of those are hooked up to green energy sources? You know it's tiny. You know it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, so another we words, should look that up. Yeah, though. if you love you the environment, mm-hmm. buy a gas guzzler. I think is the takeaway. That is the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yes, because again, it's not fossil fuel either. Um, it's renewable goo <laughs> that wells up in the earth. All right. So if you're looking for a renewable source of energy, okay. it's oil. As far as I'm concerned, that's I wholeheartedly believe that. I 
I am right there with you, man. I, I love that. Absolutely true. Because you you've been throwing that out there for a decade now. Yeah, and it's and I think I I think it's proving positive because we continually find more. Mm-hmm. I mean, over and over and over, they told us we were at peak oil, and over and over and over, we find more and more and more. And you'll find it if you go back to the places where they thought they'd run out. I'll bet you you'll find more. <laughs> bet they'll find more. That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder if they've ever gone back to gone a back dry to a well drill site. Yeah, and said, I'd love to know. Yeah, let's take a look. Here. Yeah, let's see what happened years later. <sighs> we d- we abandoned this place fifty years ago. Let's see if there's anything we could suck out of there oh, now. Oh man, if somebody has anything, any story or anything like that, I'd love to know. Yeah, I, I really would. DM me on Twitter there. That's that's interesting. Did you see that? Um, Joe Biden is going to get uh, a Democrat uh, candidate uh, running against him, and I'm not talking about Robert Kennedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That... It's Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. Okay, well, good luck, Dean. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows Dean Phillips. Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? And Gavin Newsom's like, bro, yeah, get in line. Right, right. <laughs> Anybody runs against him, it's going to be me. Uh, Minnesota Democrat dean phillips made the announcement in an interview with cbs news asked if he was running for president next year phillips said i am i have to i will not sit still i will not be quiet in the face of numbers that are so clearly saying we're going to be facing an emergency next november (laughs) huh oh boy how about that now phillips has been a staunch critic of biden's re-election bid I thank you for being out there, at least. In the Democrat Party, somebody with a little bit of common sense okay. that understands this can't be the guy. Yeah, but... I'm sure he's a douchebag. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. At least he knows that much. Yeah, but all your admiration for Dean Phillips... Is, is it about to go away? about to fall away. <laughs> okay, this guy's 54. Uh-huh. And uh, mm. he... He wants he wants a younger leader okay. to replace the eighty year old president. He said, as a Democrat, okay, I adore Joe Biden. There it is. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? So much adoring. He saved this country. <laughs> oh my God! Then Dean, why wouldn't you want to uh, right. celebrate his presidency with another one? Right. He can cement his legacy. <laughs> Wow. My real call to action right now is not about me. The call to action is to ask the president to pass the torch. Why? If he saved this country, why? Why would you want to pass the torch, bro? (laughs) Enter the primary, my friends, Phillips said later in the interview. Everybody who is on the bench, meet the moment. Don't wait five years. We need you now. Wow. That's interesting. He he seems passionate considering he he was giving him credit for saving the country. Wouldn't you reward him with another term? (laughs) What's the issue? What's right. the issue? By the way, uh, I have really been keeping an eye on this Colorado mm. Donald Trump thing. Speaking of 2024 candidates, uh, a Colorado judge has rejected another attempt. Do you see this by President Donald Trump to throw out a lawsuit that seeks to block him from the 2024 presidential ballot uh, based on the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban? The ruling Mm. on Wednesday from Colorado District Judge Sarah Wallace clears the way for an unprecedented trial to begin next week to determine if Trump is disqualified from returning to the White House because of his role on January 6th, blah, blah, blah. This is the fifth unsuccessful bid by Trump to throw out the Colorado case, which is obviously one of several pending lawsuits trying to derail this candidacy, all based on the 14th Amendment. Jeez. 
it this just is, doesn't stop. Yeah, with these this people. is gonna start happening where yeah. states are gonna just keep him off. You talk about people messing with an election. They're doing that right now with Donald Trump. Absolutely. They're trying to uh, eliminate the leading candidate on the Republican side. Yeah. Huh. That's okay. I guess that's okay. Just so it's not Russia doing it, we'll just do it from within. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's their only problem. And I, I have a problem with Russia meddling in our election, too. Um, but I don't think they should be meddling in the election either. Yeah. And did you see yesterday that... Um, I guess Mark Meadows allegedly um, was wearing a, a wire yeah, as geez. an FBI informant, My as the gosh. chief of staff of the president of the United States. We are not a nation, man. That is... Mm. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And what did he find out when he was wired? What did he find out? Uh, if there was something really incriminating, don't you think we'd have heard it by now? So this is why he got immunity or something, right? Yeah, th- yeah, this is what this is why they believe he received immunity because of this wire. Now, longtime spokesperson for Mark Meadows, uh, Ben Williamson said, "This is crap. This crap is ridiculous. It's straight out of the Twilight Zone." Hmm. So is he saying it didn't happen? That he, he never wore a wire yes. for the FBI? He said his uh, longtime spokesperson said that he did not wear a wire. Okay. Well, well, I hope that's true. I hope it's true as well. I doubt it's true, but I hope it's true. Jeez. I wouldn't pass anything by this FBI. Uh, oh, we have breaking news. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how this escaped us earlier today, Uh-oh. but the House Speaker, the new House Speaker, uh-huh. once got taxpayer funds for Noah's Ark Park. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. A so- park that was based on Noah's Ark. Is that the one in... Oh, wow. He represented a... So this isn't the Arkansas project that wound up, you know, being a reality. This was for a Kentucky project said to have used his Christian beliefs as a litmus test for hiring decisions. Guy's a zealot. He's a zealot. Yeah. Breaking news, Mike Johnson, religious zealot. That's what I'm... That's what I'm I'm getting from it, too. And... For those who missed the overtime yesterday, we found mm-hmm. out that Mike Johnson is a young Earth okay. believer. Right. Okay. This so, right. This guy's a kook. This guy needs did they already, a nut. Did they, they swear. They sweared. <laughs> Boy, hello. My name is Joe Biden. I was gonna say, did they swear? Swear anyway. Him? Just go. Just say anyway. I've said anyway. too much. <laughs> is it official? <laughs> is it too late? Uh, <laughs> never mind. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this guy is uh, clearly. Yeah, is it too late? We, can we re-vote on this guy? Because wow, mm-hmm. taxpayer funds for a Noah's Ark amusement park while working. Oh man, mm. as a lawyer. So he wasn't even. So he wasn't a, a even US in Congress. Rep- he wasn't even in Congress. He was a lawyer, and he was like, "Hey, yeah. let's see if I can get some funds from." Uh- yep. Okay. Yeah, but that shows his uncompromising right-wing Christian beliefs. Working for Freedom Guard, a nonprofit proclaiming a commitment to... Man, they're really digging deep for him. No um, kidding. Trying to find something to smear him with. It's uh, a nonprofit proclaiming a commitment to defending religious freedom. Johnson was hired by Answers in Genesis, a creationist ministry, in 2015 after the state of Kentucky rescinded an offer of tourism tax incentives for the project in Williamstown. 
citing discrimination against non-Christians. Okay, so they already agreed, and then they rescinded the offer. The state retracted the offer of tax breaks. Okay, tax breaks. Tax breaks, right. That's not the same as getting taxpayer dollars. No kidding, yeah. Interesting. That's You're just, just paying less to mm-hmm. the government. Man, that drives me out of my mind. They do this all the time, by the I, way. All the time. So the same people bitching about this are totally fine with with tax dollars actually going to big businesses, big corporations, these sure. green energy deals. Hell, oh my gosh, these, yes. these uh, pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. All these subsidies are fine with them, but oh, if you try to get a tax break for uh, a Christian organization... Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) And if you get a tax break for, say, I don't know, an oil company, it's the worst thing you could do in the world, even though solar and wind are funded by our tax dollars to the tune of 25 to 1 over so-called fossil fuels. 25 to 1. It's pathetic. They don't care about that, though. That's great to them. That's the best. Have a great weekend. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.